Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified-vehicles slash beyond-zero-vision. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, listen! We're creeps. We're creeps, Dave. <laughs> we we're are absolute, like creeps. Yes, we're absolute creeps. Coming absolute in. creeps. Yeah, the music, the music fades out suddenly, and then suddenly, yeah. bam, we're there. Yep. We're right there. Yep. Right there. Yeah. Just tell right teleporting into your nightmares. Yeah. We passively tear your jaw off of your head. Yeah. Throw it that does jaw feel away. Like a, it does feel like a gentle act sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Uh, <laughs> it, really does. it really feels like he's trying to help. He's just trying yeah, to help. Yes, he does. And uh, you and I will have, a, I'm sure, a wonderful conversation about that <laughs> on this episode of One Upsmanship. Hi, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Ganser. And with me is my special co-host. Oh, hi, I'm David Bell. I am, <laughs> man, I'm a co-host. I do yeah, not are. consider that responsibility. I, I was know. in guest mode. I was in guest mode. Oh, I've this given is, you a key. I've yeah. given you a key to turn the ignition today. Yeah, you have. Can you and believe I'm, that? I know. 
man this will teach mike to never go on vacation again right because i'm gonna ransack this show (laughs) i I know i know you are i know so uh for those of you who are uh wondering mike is uh dealing with just a couple light personal issues and uh we record many one-upsmanships uh together so this might be sprinkled i don't know where in the running order but fear not he missed a weekend (laughs) and he will be back and uh we're excited for that but for today we have just a gorgeous co-host uh, and an expert in the game we're going to discuss today. I am. Friday the 13th. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it is. It, it is. Uh, this is a long time coming. Yeah, long just, time this, coming. This feels very cathartic already. <laughs> Absolutely. I broke, woke up this morning. I literally was like, this is a big day for me. <laughs> like this is, this is like, you know, like you, you never think about it on the day yeah. when you're doing yeah. something historic. Yeah. Uh, this is that for me, yeah. you know, I graduate high school today, man. <laughs> yeah. This might exactly. be. The greatest thing I've ever had to do because it, yeah, it, it, we've been playing this game for how long? Well, it came out in 2017, as right. you probably are going to tell us during the uh, tell me like I made bit section. I wasn't we, gonna tell oh, you good. when it came out. I was but not gonna know. do that. So it came out in 2017. We were we were early adopters. Like we were yes, on that game we were pretty right immediately. Of, yeah, right yeah. out of the the uh, Kickstarter there. Pretty immediately. Um, yeah. We were playing it while we were still at Cracked, and that is a very long time ago at this point. Absolutely. So, and uh, yeah. like, yeah, you can see it. We really have our finger on the pulse with this one, uh, but <laughs> it was it needed to happen. We needed to talk about yeah. this game. And the yeah. only way to truly talk about the game is to play it on and off for about five or six years. Um, and we feel that we've done that now. And yeah, now it's exactly. time. It's time for us to talk about it. Although I suspect we might uh, also talk a little bit about the phenomenon of this. Uh, this You could consider this part of a franchise if you really want to. I want to. Uh, yeah, I, I have a hot take on this. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. And it is and not gonna... dependent on our experience. If oh, that good. makes sense. I'm excited to hear it in the rant section, sir. But for yeah. now, I'm going to cross our very first checkpoint. And uh, I'm going to introduce our first segment called Tell Me Like I'm 8-Bit, in which Dave, the special co-host and magical boy of the afternoon, is going to give us a very brief introductory summary of what this game is for those of you who have not played it. Don't you mean Tell Me Like I'm 8-Bit Jason? Because that is a a Mm -hmm. player. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Friday, oh Friday the 13th, the game <laughs> okay. is, what do they call it? Asymmetric multiplayer? Yes. Survival yes, right. horror game where uh, eight people play per round. Every map and character is based off various elements of the Friday the 13th series, the original series. As you can expect, the maps are based through, uh, from like two through f- or one through five. The Jasons are are two through nine and then some extra Jasons. Uh, the counselors are also based off the characters. In each round, seven of those players are selected to play a counselor, and one is selected to play as Jason Voorhees. The goal of the counselors is to escape the map through various tasks that they must complete. Uh, The goal of the Jason is, of course, to kill every counselor or as many counselors as he can before before they escape or before the time runs out. The dynamic here is pretty obvious. It's it's cat and mouse situation. The counselors yep. are generally fast and hard to find during the match. Uh, they are allowed a variety of weapons uh, to give them a slight edge. However, Jason is practically a, an unkillable. Uh, and if he finds you, unkillable. he can pretty much dispatch yeah. you pretty easily. Um, you don't want to be caught by Jason. 
for the most yeah. part. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a cat and mouse. Um, however, I should note that in with the correct series of events, the counselors do have a slim chance at killing Jason and ending right. the game that way. But That's there are right. many paths to victory. Uh, and above all else, every rule and detail has been crafted perfectly to match the tone of that original Friday the 13th franchise. And that is my uh, summary of the game. Summary. And you did a wonderful job. Thank you, Thank Dave. You. you know, an interesting fact that may come to bear a little bit here is uh, this is probably the lowest rated game we've ever covered. That's wild uh, to me. This game, this game received, depending on what format, somewhere between uh, like low 60s uh, on the Xbox one. It got a 53 out of 100 on Metacritic, which is pretty abysmal, but I think is in part because they had some really bad bugs when they started and they've corrected that. Yes, this was one um, of uh, this was an exceptionally bugging ga- game yes. like when it came out. Absolutely. So we're not going to address bugs on this episode because, uh, well, frankly, I just don't, we're not close enough to the release to accurately describe them. I would say I barely remember them now. Right. Exactly. That's, that's really why. And because I think part of the reason we are covering it from this vantage point is that, uh, we've played through many seasons of this game and want to talk about it now that it's kind of in its final form. So that's what we're going to do. So if you were really pissed off at its launch because it was buggy, I acknowledge you and I get it. And we're just not going to spend a lot of time on that. I remember the Pakanak bug where you could hide on the roof. Um, I remember all that. I still enjoyed the game from start to finish. I did too. I played, Uh, I I played every second of this game. I played the Jason cabin puzzles. Uh, I was very excited when they were going to bring the Jason X map in, but they couldn't for behind the scenes reasons. reasons, I believe. Yeah. Um, They lost the rights. We'll talk a little bit about that because I think that does matter. Uh, But first, we will pass our next checkpoint, which means we are now going to the gamer rants where each of us has our scorching hot takes about this game uh, and maybe the game type even. Uh, Typically, I would go first, but I want to offer you as co-host, Dave, the opportunity to to Uh, go first if you want. This is hard because I do have a hot take. I want to hear it. That's yeah, why I'm doing this. But is it more dramatic for No, no, go ahead. You have it. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I guess mine is if you know me, it's it's less surprising. Okay, like great. This has this game has a very clunky appearance. It got very bad reviews coming out, as you noted. Uh despite that, I think this is the best of this genre. And the genre mm. I mean asymmetrical survival horror, such as Dead by Daylight. I think Dead yep. by Daylight. Nothing against that game. I think it's got nothing on this game, though. And I'll explain why. Number one. Okay. Oh, oh numbers. Map oh, size, no. map size, and escape routes. Um, it's the maps. You can do small map options, but there are large map options. And when you're playing a full game, there's nothing quite like it. It creates a situation where you could, if you want to, hide for a lot of it. Um, there are many ways to escape. You can call the cops. You can fix up the cars. You can fix up the boats. You can kill Jason, which is a series of events. You can mm-hmm. run out the clock, um, like I said. But the thing about it is that each plan has various skills that you need and various risks. Uh, and so if you were to try to hide from Jason, you're not guaranteed to hide from Jason the whole game. It really depends on the on uh, the game. 
and that is actually the big uh, second thing is why I think this is a great game, which is the balance. I think this game is exceptionally well balanced. I think all the counselors uh, and their stats uh, allow you to escape in various ways while the Jason um, like the Jason is formidable, but not godlike. Like Jason is going to kill at least some counselors during the game, even someone who's new. Um, but there's always a chance of escape. I've never played this game and felt like it's always hopeless. Every now and then there's a really good Jason. You're like, okay, I bet we're screwed here. Um, and while the game is very balanced between Jason and the counselors more than most games, it is also extremely like varied within that balance. Um, and that creates a situation where if you play this alone or as a, as a team with friends, you can try that you can escape just as equally depending on how you play. And that's because of the next thing, which is the attention to detail in this game. Uh, and obviously the game is like the maps and the characters are pulled directly from the film. It was made lovingly. Um, it is, it is behind alien isolation. I think one of the best visual adaptations of a movie series. Um, but the other thing is that unlike games like Deadlight, Dead by Daylight, where you can like play as different movie monsters, but they all more or less play the same. This one is so unique to Jason Voorhees and not just Jason Voorhees, but the different versions, the different movie versions. Each Jason plays different based off the characteristics from the movies. For example, one of your powers is that whenever you're nearby, you, the audio kicks in like when counselors mm -hmm. know Jason is going to be there because of a mm -hmm. horror soundtrack. You have a power that is ability to cut that soundtrack out. And what that essentially creates are jump scares, just like Jason Voorhees in a slasher film. Every power is sort of based around trying to make it feel like the character Jason Voorhees, not a generic uh, monster, that character. The counselors are the same. If you're the loud preppy kid, then you get scared more easily, but you have better luck. If you're the nerdy, quiet girl, you are yeah. quieter and better yep. with repairs. Everything is very balanced and like the balance within the game is very detailed to each character's personality in a way that encourages you to play like that character. If you play like the preppy kid, you play more like a coward because that's that's what you have to do. Um, and because of all those variations, the main reason I think this rules way more than any other is that my final point, it's very unpredictable. I think mm. Mm. every match is kind of different from the last. You start a match with one plan and you most often abandon that plan. You never know if you're going to die or not. Again, some matches you survive, some you don't, and you might do the exact same things or do everything right. It doesn't matter because of all the variables. Um, it, every, every single match is chaos. When you play yep. as Jason, you're basically hurting cats. Uh, and so, yep. you know, you have to go around and juggle these counselors and try to kill them and make sure they don't escape. And so because there's so many cool variables, so many ways to escape and plans go awry so much, this is one I would consider this up there with other party games like Mario Party or Game yes. Beast or Among Us. This is a party game. Yes. And it is a it is a blast and it's extremely replayable for that reason. Is it scary? Not really, but I would argue none of this genre is scary unless you're playing like Phasmophobia or Devour, but those technically aren't this this genre actually because you can't play as the ghost. That's my rant. Well done. That was Thank a great you. rant. Thank uh, you. Really, it really, really was. Uh, 
So player two, Adam Ganser plugging in. Listen, I really agree with you about this. Uh, I, I do. I, I think this is um, I think this is the best of this little genre of asymmetric uh, survival games. In fact, I think maybe it, it might be the best for just asymmetric multiplayer games that I can think of offhand. And that includes a lot of other stuff like uh, Evolve uh, or other game types like that. I feel like Friday 13th has managed to distill that down to a very basic experience that is fun. So I'm going to guess that, and I don't want to put too many words in people's mouth, but not having read a bunch of these reviews, I'm guessing that a lot of people were put off by the sort of janky feeling or appearance of this game. Um, Cause it, it does control in a way that you might consider clunky, almost like a resident evil game used to right before they've sort of updated them. Like the characters aren't super responsive and uh, sometimes executing commands gets to be a little bit of a, just not very crisp, you know, like, like there's like, it doesn't feel like it responds to the buttons that, that sharply. And I've thought a lot about that. And I think that actually that might be part of the dialing in process that these game designers are doing. Like, I think there's something almost Tetris like about this game in that there is a very fundamental, perfect loop that's being created with all these elements that just works. And uh, it works on like a primal level. And that primal level is I got to escape, right? Like it gives you the horror movie feeling um, every time because of the variety of uh, elements that it throws at you, no matter how expert you get at navigating maps or at navigating Jason or at, you know, uh, tactics or, or teaming up or whatever, the horror experience basically stays intact as long as you're playing the game without cheating. And I, there are people who cheat, you know, uh, who like find ways to like mess with your internet and stuff. That stuff exists, but I'm not really worried about them. And I think that is, pretty cool that like this move this game delivers the fundamental horror movie experience every time and i think um that's admirable and really interesting so another thing that it does and dave mentioned this is because it's a party game it actually encourages role playing um and i think that a lot of people are looking for role playing out of video games you know obviously that's what rpgs are and this game very naturally uh, encourages people to do their version of Jason, their version of, you know, the nerdy kid or the or the the Chad or whatever, you know, like they find their version of this person and they play it out like that because, number one, it's advantageous. Number two, it's a thing we're all looking to do. And games allow us that like when I play a game with Dave and he's <laughs> he's Jason, he turns into a real whispery creep <laughs> nice to nightmare and I hate it. And I, but I also love it. You know what I mean? And when I turn into Jason, I'm like a screaming, you know, unhinged maniac, uh, you know, like very authoritarian figure. And I feel like it's just a natural uh, almost exuberation of what makes this game work. You know, and everybody's having a good time because of it, because it knows how to create the tension uh, that's not demanding enough of your attention that you have to focus on it. Like you're allowed to sort of like kind of tease your friends and like have a good time in an ancillary way with this game like you would a Mario Party. You know, like like it's it's loose enough that you can do that and still be like having a conversation with your friends or whatever. Like Dave and Tom and I have had like talks about life while playing Friday the 13th. You know what I mean? So it has like enough room 
to be a legitimate social interaction the way that watching a football game might be. And I think there is something strategic about that as a game designer. It's not probably what all of us are expecting out of our game. You know, I think we all want our game to be as uh, moving and transfixing as like a Red Dead 2 or something. But this game has decided to occupy something very different, which is like appealing to the movie fan, appealing to the party atmosphere. And I think uh, it's extraordinarily successful and that it's possible people miss that when that when the game first came out. Um, I have some other points of contention with Dave, but I'm going to leave those for the rants when they'll be a little bit more interactive which means uh, that's the end of my rant here, and that'll carry us right into the break. So uh, stay tuned for after that when Dave and I will finally start slashing at each other the way you all hoped we would. Oh, yeah. We're going to die. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, 
you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. And we're back for the third attempt at returning from the break. <laughs> I All was of the others. doing <laughs> a ahead, snazzy Dave. beat. I was doing a snazzy <laughs> beat. And Adam didn't appreciate it. <laughs> I have a composer who makes like good music for us. But Dave's like, nah, now that I'm host, what if I did a club beat and <laughs> brought us back with that? Why good idea, don't, Dave. That, it's, you're right. You should yeah. re- do a club remix of the yeah. theme. Yeah, I know. I really <laughs> need to think about episode. that. Just for this episode. Just for this one. <laughs> I really need to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pass that through our committee. I'm sure our producer will have thoughts. Anyway, let's pass our next checkpoint and uh, get right into game on because clearly we need help. Uh, And uh, clearly things are about to get dire over here. Oh, they sure are. Dave, how big of a Friday the 13th fan are you in general before the game and everything? Like, are you a big, is this a big franchise for you? I was a tiny fan i i was a bit of a fan before the game yeah um this game made me a bigger fan i agree i completely agree with that that is actually one of the things that made me realize it's a great game yeah that like i don't like friday the 13th i think it's dumb and hokey but i but as a movie franchise but as a game (laughs) i think something about that the interactivity of it made me appreciate the little nuances of the franchise more it's, than I did. It's one of the biggest assets of this game. You're right. Because that doesn't just make it the best of this genre. It's one of the best in terms of an adaptation because yes, a good adaptation should make you come out of it going. I love the thing they adapted more. And that's what this does because it's such a love letter to Friday the 13th and it points out what's so fun about those movies. Absolutely. And then when you, by the time you're watching the movies, you're like, man, they were right. This is a blast. Well, like they have this, like they have the difficulty of like continuity errors and gaps between different installments of, of Friday the 13th. And because of very clever, thoughtful game design, it actually enhanced the game experience. Yeah. What do you mean by continuity errors? Because the timeline matches up perfectly. I mean, continuity errors like Jason has slightly different outfits, slightly different like abilities and stuff between movies. Well, yeah. Or, I mean, that, that plays into the fact that in the first couple of movies, he's a human. He exactly. gets murdered and right. then he gets brought back from the dead and then he's a zombie. So there's like, yeah. So when I say stages. continuity error... When I say continuity here, I don't mean it in the movie sense where it's like they made a mistake within the world of the movie. I mean it like as a character, Jason goes through a lot of different uh, uh, manifestations, which are somewhat contradictory to each other. Yeah. And the game really smartly uses that as a different way of setting the board, so to speak. Like, you know, this Jason has this set of abilities, which means the game's going to play X way, you know? Yeah. And it's great. It's yeah, really there's good. parts two through nine. Obviously, they didn't mm-hmm. do one. Um, right. Uh, they even did. I think it's part five is the one where it's technically not Jason Voorhees. Spoilers. They were originally going to do an Among Us style where it was like one of you amongst you was the murderer and you couldn't tell. But they never got around to doing that. They have a retro Jason and then they have a Tom Savini Jason. So that's ultimately, you know, eight, nine, ten Jasons. Yeah, uh, the Tom Savini Jason is terrifying. Yes, the retro is. Jason is kind of terrifying, honestly, because mm-hmm. he has a different music. Um, but they knew to have some fun Jasons in the mix there. 
but it's amazing how two through nine are really based off of like their weapons. For example, like if you're part six, Jason, you start with a fence post because that's what Jason starts with in that film. You are, I think the first version of the zombie right. as you play the other versions, like by the time you get to part eight, you are like more degraded and you're that version. You know, some of them have axes, some of them have hedge clippers. It's all dependent on what did they kill the most with in that. And of course, part two, you have the bag over your head. You don't even have the mask yet. That's right. Yeah. It, it's like, so I, I think like to cover that in a more general way, like this is absolutely the most faithful loving adaptation of a movie property that I can think of offhand. Well, and I'm yeah, talking, and- <laughs> like there's been star Wars games where they spent lots and lots and lots of money and, and like, you know, got a lot of the sounds and details and everything just right. But like, that was about imitating star Wars. Right. This is, this is about experiencing and celebrating a movie franchise in its weird eccentricities. And it's really successful at that. Yeah. And I I think part of it is obviously, again, it can't stress this enough. When you play the levels, it's yeah. very clearly that they watched the movies and mapped out the levels yes. to be as as close to each movie as possible. You watch it and you're like, I recognize those things. I recognize the things on the tables, you right. know? Right. Um, it, it, but like, and that's great. That's the, I mean, obviously that's an accomplishment, but what this brings us above and beyond is for example, I play as Chad Kensington. You love Chad um, so much. I do. He I, loves he's, him. Yeah. But the thing about Chad is that, so oh, I should note that every, every counselor has seven attributes, stealth, composure, repair, mm-hmm. speed, mm-hmm. strength, luck, stamina, right? And those, and you, you, you know, it's, it's sliding bars to, to varying Chad, effects, by the way, to varying effects. I would argue yeah. they're not that effective, but continue. Well, like, well, no, I'd say some of them are very effective. Some of them and we are. can talk about yes, it. Some of them. Chad, for example, his composure is low because yep. the idea and composure is what makes you more visible to Jason. The more scared you are, the more visible you are. If you've played one of these games, that's not. You know, that's not unusual. So Chad gets scared easily as a Chad would his luck, which is his ability to find good items or his weapons to um, like break and stuff like that is really high because he's a rich kid. He's lucky, but he doesn't have it together. He's very fast. He's slimy. He's a worm. He gets away, but he's not like he's. For example, he's bad at repairs and he freaks out all the time. It really matches the character that you're that they're that they're imagining. And it's an archetype from the Friday the 13th. In some cases, the characters are one to one. Shelly is a character. Tommy Jarvis is a character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're Yeah. But like the fact that uh, the fact that they do that uh, makes it just so much more to me, a love letter where you are again, where it's like, OK, when you're playing as Chad you're not going to try to repair a car. You're not trying to repair a boat. You're going to try to hide and find a, a, and find moments where you can leverage the situation. Cause that's right. all you can do. Right. You, you have to role a, play. You yep, have to role you, play. You have to, because, because your repair is so low. The idea of repair is it's how fast you can fix a car or a boat. And that's one of the only ways out. Everything requires repair, right? Even the phones. Um, and so right. Chad, like on a basic game, game play loop level. So people probably do need to know this. Like yeah. basically 
every character is trying to put all the steps together that allow them to either run out of the map into like an escape or drive a car off the map. Right. You know, so that they can get you away. Also get, you also can roll for perks that make your character better. So you yeah. can get a higher repair. One of them's right. called my dad's a cop. And yep. that means when you call <laughs> the cops, they get there faster. Yeah. It's again, all the perks and stuff are framed around horror tropes or slasher tropes or, right. you know, Friday the 13th tropes. So yeah, like so for example, with the car, you need to get the car to work. So you need to find three items on the map. You need to find a gas can, a you battery. need to find a battery, right. you need to find keys. And yeah. whoever holds the keys kind of holds everything. And it's a it's a fucking to-do if you can't collaborate with people. Yep. Which it has created some of the best moments I've ever had in a video game. When somebody dro- drove off without me. Or I drove off without somebody. Yeah. It's incredible. It's an incredible the, moment. The beauty is that the cars only hold so many people. Right. Somebody has and to it's be not left enough. to die. <laughs> yep. It's not a, never enough people. And that's a key part, which is like it's you so abandon good. each other. Yeah. Yep. And it's if so you good. are playing as Chad, your best bet is to wait to for others to do the work yeah. and then get in there either as a passenger or if you find the car keys you can just grab a car that other people have repaired and book it so um, that's because that's like yeah. that's a fun thing about the game that like they designed so many ways that are fundamentally social that yeah like like because i mean again i really think this the the joy of this franchise is the social aspect of it right and because they create these dilemmas where number one you're probably playing with people you know not necessarily but you probably are so like just the fact that you're murdering your friends already that's pretty great right but then right. number two when you're supposed to be collaborating to get the car to work or to get the boat to work or to get the cops the cops called or whatever it is and somebody fucks up a step somebody gets caught somebody betrays you it's just such a fun great moment that would happen in a movie yeah, you know, it's so it fun. changes everything. It, yes. I, I would. I, I you probably haven't played this game solo that much. A little bit. I played Not it, a lot. I played it. OK, I played it solo. And what I learned is that because everybody's sort of once you know everything, it plays out whether or not you're playing with strangers, you walk up to a car, right? Mm-hmm. And like, say you're the jock who's fast and, and, and can like has high strength yep. and is not good at repair. The jock might've found the battery and he walks up to the car and drops it. And you automatically know, okay, we're looking for like Shelly yeah. or, or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, Deborah, yeah. like the nerd girl, the nerd girl or the nerd kid, They'll fix the car for us. The, if Jason comes, then guess who's handling Jason? It's the jock. He's going to hit Jason with the back because oh, that's what so he they, does best. They strategically team up like that. Well, the strategy is that like natural sense. in the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're Chad, if you're Chad or one of the little creeps, all you can do is kind of be a fetch boy because Chad is fast. Right, um, right, right, right. And so if you're like, oh, here, I'm getting the gas can. I'm getting the battery here. I'm distracting. Like there's a few Tiffany's like that, too, where the high stamina is like, yep. I'll distract them. I'll run yep. away. So the dynamic is clear. And then the car is repaired. And guess what happens? Not everybody can be in the car. So like you have the nerd, the hot chick, the 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 jock uh the weasley guy and then suddenly it's who's gonna get in the car first who yep. are we abandoning that's what happens yeah. it turns into who, who can grab it first and like that's right that's such a pleasurable game also the car is nearly impossible to pilot correctly because jason has just the right set of abilities 
to either stop right in front of the car all of a sudden, which is a a great horror trope, or to terrify you so much that you crash the car, creating another set of timers where like now Jason can grab anybody from the car while they're waiting to get it to start again. So like it's well, it's it's a great game insofar as they keep finding reasons that are fundamentally social to create game tension that is similar to how it would play out in a horror movie and it's really fun they've also figured out ways for it to be unpredictable for example when i'm jason if i saw that dynamic i was describing yep guess who i'd go for the driver go for the shelly no i'd go for well that's interesting like before they repair the car you go for the one with high repair right 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 because suddenly because everything can change in a second so if jason kills one of these people who is balancing out your group suddenly you're like okay shit I guess I'll do repairs, even though I'm bad at repairs and so on and so forth. Uh, There's that element or yeah. Like when Jason stomps the car, it becomes a situation where everybody has to scatter. Jason could maybe get one person out of the group and then Jason has to know, okay, anybody can get back in that car at any point. So you have to start jumping around the map. Yeah. Yeah, And you have to remember, like got to keep checking on the car because they're going to keep circling back. Yeah. Jason, the like to be really good at that role, which by the way, if you're good at that role, you're never going to have more fun in a video game than yeah. Jason. I would argue with your we're friends. both pretty good at that role. Yeah, right? we're, we're okay with it. Yeah, we're okay at it. It becomes a little bit of like, how can I manage these three or four like pressure points on the map where people are going to have to go to either get a car or to get uh, the police thing or whatever, and then like laying traps there so you know if somebody's there. And then sort of it's patrolling, right? You have to patrol yeah. each of the areas. It's uh, strategic. Yes, but it is strategic. really rewarding because yes, you can also Jason, everybody has like, you know, most games have this, which is you get XP and the more XP you get, the more you can get fun little side things, new mm-hmm. outfits, mm-hmm. new abilities. Mm-hmm. Jason has that too, in the form of different types of kills. Yes, and so yes. they have so many kills for Jason. I feel like each Jason has like, 20 to 30 kill options. Um, And that's on top of the fact that we haven't even mentioned there are environmental kills throughout. Right. You can toss somebody through a window or drown them in the ocean. Yeah. You can drown them in the toilet. You can take a spigot and impale them. You can take a bird (laughs) feeder and smash their head. You can hang them on hooks. They've worked in so many if there's a campfire around them if they're in a if there's ones where they're like if you can hide in a tent and guess what jason can do they they basically in your sleeping bag and slam you against a tree they basically like spent all the time after they released this game uh first of all debugging it and then like just expanding and expanding and expanding the kinds of things you'd want to do in this world so that eventually it really became a uh, 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 slasher fic playground you know yeah. and it's really satisfying by the way I just want to talk a, a very briefly like a little behind the scenes stuff about how much these guys cared about this project so like if I'm not mistaken Ilphonic is is the game studio that created Evolve so Evolve sort of predates all these a little bit um, and it's one of the first big asymmetrical multiplayer games but Friday the 13th had to if I'm not mistaken had to get kickstarted like it wasn't a studio project it also didn't start as a friday the 13th game right that's right so because they basically they couldn't get the rights and then the creator the person with the rights saw what they were doing and was like 
A hundred percent. They basically had like a meeting, right? Yes. Where like the creator was like, oh, okay. It's very clear that you need the rights to and this that game. And you care about it. And yeah. like, and they did care about it. Like they got the original, not maybe not the original, but several of the original uh, actors to add stuff to the game, including the guy who played Jason Voorhees. He, he added some motion and stuff for the was game. Was it Kane Hodder? I assume. It was. I don't, yes. Yeah. Kane Hodder. Uh, and they got, uh, I, I want to say, one of the Tommy Jarvis's to, to come in and stuff. I believe so. Like, so yeah. They re, like, this is one of the only times that this is that a game was not just a cynical cra- cash get grab with the movie licensing, but like they wanted to make something that was a love letter to <laughs> yes. the franchise. And you don't see that very often. Honestly, and I would argue one of the biggest tragedies in game history is the fact that when the rights were reverted or whatever happened, yeah, whoever owned them, then should have immediately been like, you keep going. Right. <laughs> it's good for the they, franchise. Why would they yeah, not they, give it to They're going to do a Jason X level. And I have dreams right. about what that could have been. <laughs> of course. Dreams. Of course. If so, they had been allowed to keep expanding, they would be still adding stuff today. Agreed. Yeah. And I feel like it's the kind of game that actually deserves to be alive forever. Like it, it deserves to be a repository for the franchise and things related to the franchise. Yeah. Because uh, it's a good arrangement for everybody and it's a fun experience. Now, all that said, Dave, I do want to have a slightly more balanced episode here and talk about a couple of problems with it if we can. So sure. Can I, I, I want to start and this is sure. me being as, as generous as I can, because sure. I love this game. I know you do. To me, this game is perfect, um, but I understand that this game has low, um, you know, reviews. Yeah. People don't um, like it. I'm yeah. so glad by the way, uh, Wes, uh, Keltner, who yeah. is, um, one of the co-creators. I think he worked at gun. We mm-hmm. follow each other on Twitter. No big oh. deal. Oh. Um, Oh, name dropping. He's the one. He's the one. And I think Gunn are the one who is moving on to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, which I guarantee is going to be the next this. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved the Evil Dead game, Predator Hunting Grounds, the Alien Fire Team, which I don't think had anything. The Ghostbusters game. There are a bunch of spinoffs the go- that came of, all, of these companies, of these this crew. All of those, um, except for the Evil Dead, seem to have come from this crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all kind of come in with that same energy. Yeah. But I think the Texas Chainsaw game, it, 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 again, it's not against them. It's more that those games are different. There are different types of game. The Texas Chainsaw is going to be different, but I think it's going to be the closest thing to Jason that's more polished. And that is, of course, the first thing with this game is that the Friday the 13th game is not polished. Uh, it's clunky. It's really janky at, at yes. times. Like it, 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 it breaks still pretty regularly. Yeah. Opening yeah. and closing doors. Yeah. Doing like doing, doing any basic task. I personally love that about it because it makes it more fun to me that you're playing a game that's like kind of awkward. And that like, I, I, as Chad, I only exclusively jump through windows. <laughs> I do not. I do not walk through them. You can open the, And when you jump through windows, by the way, you hurt yourself. And if you do it too many times, you start limping and yep. eventually you die. Yep. But I love it because the animation is so silly. The it's dancing very, is really silly. We didn't very, even mention that Chad can be in a thong. Well, that's um, your that's your favorite thing. It's very the game is not afraid of making itself silly. Like yes. it's, it's a, it's a, it doesn't take itself as seriously as most games do. And it kind yeah. of, it, it kind of leaned into a trope in horror games that is no longer true, 
which is I'm going to make the experience scarier by making it hard to control. Like that's a thing that Resident Evil did perhaps by necessity and then has moved away from it and remade a bunch of their games to stop that from being true. This franchise is like, nah, we're going to go back to that. And And I, 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 that's a problem. I, I would say that's a problem. That was the, uh, the only other thing I have, which is that the learning curve, the controls for this game are not intuitive. No, they're right not. away. Yeah, they're not. That said, once you get them, I can play this with my eyes closed now, but both controlling Jason and the counselors, there are certain like combinations of things you have to do that are not, are not like immediately, uh, natural. And like, so you have to kind of get over that hump. Well, and some of them are of, very hard. Like, for example, locking a door and opening a door are very similar. Yes. One is to press X, the right. other is to hold, hold down X. X. Right. And there's little things like that where you often, where it's like, I didn't want to do that. I was trying to do this, where it's like dropping an item. You can drop, uh, like you hit down on the D-pad for specific items or you, you like you hold it down for an other items. They make a and lot that's of a, that's a bunch of weird little subtle things that you have to do to make big changes. They make a lot of loops based on the idea that you can control things better than you can. For instance, almost every one of the repair loops is about pressing the button at the time, like the button when they show it in a quick enough interval before it disqualifies you a thing that's in a lot of games. But when the programming's a little janky, it feels unfair. The same quick thing time, with, like, yeah, yeah, the quick time, like, uh, yeah, just button mapping stuff. And same thing with like we mentioned earlier, driving the car. Now, it's a little bit fun that the car is hard to drive in the way that when you were in high school and they made you drive that car that simulated what it was like when you're drunk. It's kind of fun. But like, yeah, uh, it does honestly, feel like the game. Hang tight. It does feel like the game. Uh, the programming is intentionally tying an arm behind your back, and that's a frustrating experience. I think. Uh, see, I think that that I was about to say that's the asset because it. The idea is obviously the more like we we talked about composure of the characters. Um, if you get more scared, it gets darker on screen and harder, and you right. stumble more. Right. On top of that it's the horror movie trope where it's like trying to put the keys in the car, but, and it's the simplest thing. And you're watching the movie. You're like, just put the goddamn keys in the car. Yep. But in this, it's hard and awkward. Right. They're creating creating a, a trope. That's a horror trope, but to achieve it, they've created, they've made the controlling clumsy to simulate that reality. And like, I think a movie fan a fan of the movie will appreciate the idea behind it. But I think the gamer in me and the gamer in most people is like, yeah, but find a way that doesn't feel like I'm being cheated. Sure. You the know? car is the most fun to me because you can literally get in the car, start driving and instantly crash. Oh yeah. The controls all the are so obtuse. Yeah. It happens and all the time. A, yeah. It's right out of a horror movie. Also, you don't, you don't have, you have a, you can have a map. You mm-hmm. have to find physically find maps. And so like when you're trying to drive your car out, it's really easy by design right. to get lost. Yes. And that's part of it as well, where there's two exits and, and you have to figure it out. Same with the boat. Um, I love that. I mean, there, uh, there are very few games that consistently create the feeling of elated tension that this game does when you get a car working or a boat working or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I should say it's a real countdown to destruction. It's like, it really how, are we, how am I going to get through this? Especially you know? the boat, because Jason is naturally good in water. He's like a <laughs> he's, little dolphin. He's like because, omnipresent. It's like, well, because that that's what he is in the movie. Right. 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 Like, so yeah. it makes sense. Being Jason 
and like appearing right in front of a car or swooping in and taking someone off a boat and killing them right before they were going to get free is one of the most viscerally thrilling things ever. Yes. It, like you I let also, a roar of triumph every time you do it. For, it's so yeah, good. For me, it's the, the morph, I believe it's called, which is like the fast travel as Jason yes. where you're like zipping. Yes. It's to, it's to, it's to approximate the idea that in the movies, Jason Voorhees just shows up. Right. And you're like, which how did he you even get there? Exactly. The best, the best for me, the most satisfying thing is to go out of that immediately into a grab. Yep. Because the, the way that works, yeah, the way that works is it's really, again, by design, it's imperfect where you're like, it's hard to coordinate when you're moving that fast where to land and you get caught on some of the environment. So when you nail it, it's just like, oh, this is the best feeling well, in the world. If you're playing with your friends, you will create for them the movie scare. They will yeah. get the movie scare in this like, and it's very visceral. Like, ah, like it's so great and satisfying There's, when you can do yeah, it. You, you can literally create a situation where someone is in a house and they go around a corner or around outside a house, go around the corner and suddenly the music comes in and Jason is standing right in front of you. And you're like, shit, we didn't even uh, uh, mention that you can hide under beds and in closets and stuff and hold your breath, which creates a whole new dynamic. Um, That's and right. for Jason, they'll, you can, if you're Jason, you can see that someone's in the building, but not where, not in, where the in the building. building. Yeah. They, they've, they've tailored all of his supernatural abilities in a way that feel consistent with the way he acts in the movies, but in a way that also like creates lots of running, like hiding and like, is he going to figure it out stuff? Right. And it's great. Um, I kind of want to I, I want to visit this because I think it's going to matter for the end result of this podcast. So like there is a continuum of creating frustration with the basic experience for the gamer and like making it feel like super crisp. And funny enough, I'm going to I'm going to use two games by Hideo Kojima to illustrate this. So uh -huh. like. On the one end is what I'll call the death stranding end of the continuum, which is intentionally making basic acts hard to create tension and uh, emotional release when things are successful. That's that's death stranding. I think you could also somewhere on that end is Red Dead 2, you know, and then there's interesting. There's the Metal Gear Solid. Uh, in particular five end of the continuum where controlling is buttery smooth and crisp like boom he does every single thing you want him to do perfectly and lots of game designers decide where on that continuum they want to be and they do it for narrative reasons i cited red dead 2 because that's a decision to make several steps out of a thing that's normally gamified with a single button press right yeah and that's that, what they well, do that's the, uh, as a big fan of crafting survival games, that's kind of the whole bread and butter there. Yes. Where you, when you play Valheim, a game yes. I'm sure you'll cover at some point. I'm sure you can't just like eat a you can't just eat a health bar. You have to cook meals and eat meals and have balanced meals. Correct. Where it's the idea of how how much do we want to stretch out certain processes? If you're playing Doom, I'm perfectly happy just running into a little fucking plus sign med kit. You know, I mean, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it depends on the game. How much do you want to gamify the game or make it realistic? I think the key right. ingredient is that the audience feels like the decision is intentional and they understand somewhere, either emotionally or intellectually, the value of it. See, I think like I remember from Red Dead 2 podcast and just reading reviews, everyone had that moment with Red Dead 2 where like this is slower than I want it to be. And then realizing, oh, 
that's meaningful and really enjoying yeah. it for that reason. Now, I could never get on board with that decision intellectually with Death Stranding, which is one of the reasons why I didn't like it. The problem right. with or this the last game, of us, I think, is a good example yes. where it's like, yes. you're human. You can't really climb or jump that high. That's the point. Correct. Uh, I never played Death Stranding uh, because most of the people who played it seemed to hate it. So I just, I, I also don't like, what's his name? I, do, I don't like Metal Gear either, but that's a different conversation. Different conversation. So yeah. like, I'll, I put, so there's another factor here, which is, so there's, there's the intellectual decision of it. And then there's the feeling like it was an arbitrary decision that was made either because the developer didn't know what they were doing or wasn't able to execute it, or it was right. there to keep the entire system arbitrarily grounded like it did in God I, of War. Yeah, I always the, the yes, I my comparison is always when I feel like I'm fighting the game. Yes, it's the same with movies when yes. I feel like the movie is fighting me or the writers are yes. like suddenly I just feel the writing um, where a game is like God of War is a good example. Again, we're not doing a God of War one. Right. But where it's like, oh, this feels just like irritatingly stretched out mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like uh, natural or like, yeah, we're a game where it's like, I would love to beat this level but they're making the controller so obtuse that I can't do it where it's like, you're not making, you're not telling me what I need to do or the, you know, uh, or it's just very confusing or weird or like I'm doing it, but the timing is bad. Right. Yeah. Where you're like, that's the close, that's quickest. I'll give up on a game usually. So for me, <laughs> the problem with this game is that it does not feel entirely like it was made for creative reasons. It feels would, like it was uh, yeah. made because of budget reasons and like, it just wasn't, designed in a snappy clean way and that's I think why i'm that's really why people into, are upset about yeah it. yeah no i agree that's why i'm really curious about texas chainsaw yeah where i think that this is like proof of concept you know but um but also i texas, do think texas chainsaw is not as beloved or hokey or fun as as friday 13th is like I, yeah, it, they are playing to its strength. Like, for example, yeah. you're not just Leatherface. You're the whole family there. You, it's very clear that they're doing it the same way where it's not going to be the same game. Right. But it's going to be the same game in the sense that it's going to honor the movies in its own way. Um, and that's but you're right. It's not it might not be like I said, like I, all the other games they've made, I've enjoyed. But since it's not this dynamic specifically. I haven't gotten as like into it and I wouldn't want all the other games to be that because the point is to honor the source material. I agree. Right? With, well, I, I want to come back to that. So, so but, we have to, well, get, yeah, I we, want to talk about the controls real quick. We have to hit a break soon, Dave. So no, we do Dave. So briefly, let me say, right. I do not think that uh, the point of a game is just to honor source material. I think the point of it is fundamentally to create a fun experience in that world. And ideally sure. it should create a fun experience and whether or not like, so, and I don't think every single even horror property is ideal to be adapted for that reason. I think Friday 13th is go ahead and say your thing about the controls and then we'll go to the break. I was just going to say the easiest way to tell what the controls is that, well, the counselor stuff is weird. The Jason stuff is also weird yes, sometimes. Yes, yes, and that shouldn't be. And so that's why I agree with you that some of the controls have to do with budget or like you know, again, it's a, it's a generally a little clunky game. I personally like that about it. The same way something like Gang Beasts is fun because it's a little like screwy. Um, that I actually like that. There's some some the some of my favorite ways to beat Jason 
is to do the ring around the rosy, right? Where you run around an object and Jason can't See, get you. That, that's the kind of thing it's like, nah, that shouldn't be able to happen in a game. I know, but it's very fun. It is very Because fun. then it's like, I agree. why can't Jason just climb over the table? Because he's not designed that way. And that's some of my favorite moments of this game is playing with that part of it right playing with the uh, limitations no no and and like who am i to say don't have fun that way like i'm i i'm not but i would say for me as a person who evaluates my opinion of the game's artistry that's a problem you know yeah but so i understand we have a little bit more we're going to talk about obviously but i do yeah listen adam need- we got to cut the brakes man <laughs> yeah thank you we gotta Dave. do we gotta do an ad Dave, here, thank you, you you're, you're a responsible host so what are we doing let's let's cut the brakes so both of us don't get fired and uh, yeah. we'll be back, hopefully still alive and employed after this. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business, powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, 
you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Now I can do the beat now. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I'm not, I don't want to I anymore. I guess I've given wanna... you the entire keys to this car. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess we're going to ram into a tree. I guess that's what's going to happen. Knew, yeah. You knew what this was. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't know, like, if there was any friend that I had that, like, who I love, who I would not want to be in the Friday the Thirteenth situation, <laughs> you might be top, dude. You might I understand. By the way, really I've been holding be. back. Oh, you I'm an exceptional, Jason. No, you're very good. I at just it. yes, you really I'm are. I'm very good. Yes, I rarely, rarely does a counselor get away. You. That's get- all. My tactic. I play as Jason Eight. Yeah, and you what I do him. is yep. I, I trap all the locations first because that injures them, and you also get to hear that. It, it's a, when the traps yep. go off, you say, it's "Terrifying!" Oh, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I do, and that throw because Jason A is slow, so you have to kind right. of get ahead of them. That's what's tricky. I'm a Jason Two guy, and I would say I'm not quite as good as Dave, but I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. I'm pretty yeah. good. Like not as good as Dave, but pretty good. And my trick is you have to trap stuff, of course. Right. But Jason, too, you have a little bit more running room. So I like to funnel people into like narrow corridors where I know I can outrun them, you know, and like that's it. Like having somebody yelp, like I got to get away and then getting them with the grab is like, yes. Oh, yeah. It's so good, man. It's real good. Uh, Hey, I guess we're finally at the point where we need to pass the final checkpoint and decide, do we keep this game on the celestial hard drive? Or do we shoot it back into the ether for perhaps a remake? That's possible. Yeah. They could remake this Listen. game. Yeah. Let me tell you how you tell me how you're keeping it, Dave. Go ahead. Yeah, they should. Well, Go they ahead. should do a um, they should do like a re what's it called? Not remake. Um, a repolish, a remaster, repolish, remaster. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, Mike's not here. So, <laughs> so devil you know. may care. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to keep this. Of course. You Here's are. what I'll say yeah, yeah. is I was, there was no condition where I wasn't going to keep this. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I've had probably more fun from this game as any other. And I, it's neck and neck with Minecraft in terms of how long I've been able to play a game. But this game is so replayable for me and maybe it's subjective, but this game gets me. But let me, I love let every me ask you this inch though. of it. Is it because all of our friends got into it? And so we no. all played it for years or do you play it on your own? Like, are you, is that's it, what I'm saying okay. is I'll play it on my own too. Okay. Um, it's just fun. And yes, it helps to have friends exists or, or play it with it's definitely makes the game 10 times better um yeah. in terms of the abstract why show aliens this is i actually think this is a healthy thing to show aliens which is to <laughs> no i'll explain why yeah i'm sure you will because if you don't ex- if you don't explain aliens this stuff this aspect then horror movies will be misunderstood yeah, yeah like the the idea of our relationship to murder and horror mm-hmm. and uh, sadism is uh you know obviously there are very bad people in the world who don't have a good relationship with it i would argue slasher films are a good way to show when we are able to kind of enjoy this stuff why we have halloween you know right Uh, both the franchise and the holiday. And this is a very good way of showing aliens that aspect of humanity, like the joy and like a level of sadism that, yeah, Yeah, that has a safety there. 
Um, That's interesting. Level of safety. It will also make it easier to explain like BDSM to them. Where you're like, it's like that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the same principle. Very high on your priority list, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> explain get, to aliens. We got to get that clear. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Because it's listen. It's going to come yeah, up. It's going to hang up. out with me, yeah, aliens. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that's no. That's high on Dave's to do list for sure. Yeah. Uh, keep. If, thank you. Uh, I think you've actually made a pretty good case. I think another aspect of the keep case that really deserves to be explained in a little more detail is that this is simple enough that it's approachable for almost anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that subsequent games have tried to add more steps in the like checklist of what a round is. And I don't think that's necessarily made any of them more fun. Like I think almost every other asymmetrical game that this company has made, including Evolve, including Predator, including uh, probably even Ghostbusters, adds a bunch of extra stuff you need to do to finish a round. And I don't think that's ever ever made it more fun. Never. I think Friday 13th is simple and therefore fun for all the right reasons. But all that said, I am going to delete it. Uh, I'm, is this because Mike's not here? <laughs> no, that keep. I could have kept it because Mike's not here. No, I'm going to delete it because I, I, although I think this is an important uh, genre that has not, that hasn't been represented yet. I still think that it's not. It 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 needs to have a fundamentally polished uh, execution to belong. I, I do think that's an important aspect of games. I've made some exceptions for games that were like extraordinary. Like I would say Outer Wilds is not that polished or it doesn't control that well because the story is amazing. This is just a very good movie franchise adaptation and it's very fun. But I also think it's fun in the way Mario Party is fun. And I think there's got to be you keep Mario Party. I haven't, I haven't covered it yet, but I got to tell you, okay. I don't think it's wrong. to. I, I think if we kept a Mario Party, I would be OK with that. You know, I, it's not my favorite games that I don't own any of those mm-hmm. games, but I understand where it belongs there. <laughs> I think this is better. I, I think I, this yeah, is yeah, better. Sure. And that's good. I'm glad you I, did. Uh, I'm not going to change your mind, but yeah, my yeah. meta uh, argument for changing your mind is that then Michael comes back and he's like, you did what? And because he I know Michael for a fact has barely played this game. He and I just think that's funny like it. because yeah. then he'd have to play it a lot more <laughs> to get to figure out why because you do the like year end what form. can we bump off? Yeah, yeah. he's he's going to yeah, yes, lay in a trap because yeah, that Dave's means he's going to have to play the game more yeah. to then make an argument for why it has to go you have to bump it off eventually. This kind of psychological shit is why Dave is the best Jason. <laughs> Cause he's like, Thank you. he's like, he lays little traps. He plans what's going to happen to you. It's real maniacal up in here, man. Mm-hmm. It's real. maniacal. Mm-hmm. also you get really breathy when you're Jason and I hate it. I know. I really hate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dave. He's just, he's just trying to, he's just trying to make friends. <laughs> All right. Plug something. He's just go ahead and plug okay. something. You monster. <laughs> listen uh i'm over at the gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed uh just google that maybe with the word podcast and you'll find a whole (laughs) podcast network that you will also find adam ganser on frequently we've done yeah 
Yeah, we've done many, many series together about the Twilight films boy, oh boy. and Blood Rain Blood and Rain. Fifty Shades of Grey. God, why did yeah, we do uh, this? Why have we done because, any of them? Uh, because Nightmare. I don't know. I, 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 don't I legit don't know. Yeah. But if you go to game or patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, you can find some extra podcasts for just $5 a month. You get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder's a Maniac, which sounds exactly uh, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. We also do some stuff with the small beans, uh, Star Trek, the next Futurama spiel boys. You must know the small beans at this point. You should also another thing you must know about, but I am the head writer over at some more news. So if you haven't watched some more news, check it out. Can always plug some more news. Absolutely. A great program. Yeah. I got to say, and, and Dave did not ask me to say this. Dave and Tom, his partner, Tom on Gameplay Employed are some of the hardest working podcasters that I know. And they like Dave works very hard and he cares a lot about the podcast that he makes. And I respect him for that. He makes a great product. Thank you. No, for real. You really yeah. do. And I no, Yeah. And I didn't I didn't tell you to or pay you to say that. So that's real. I really appreciate <laughs> he that. He did not Venmo me money right after this to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. No, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and bet, I buddy. feel the same way about you. Thank you. Thank you. We love each yeah. other before we kill we're each great. other. We're great. We're we're really great. Yeah, really, us. really sweet and great creeps. Uh yeah. okay. I think that's enough for us. We should play this tonight. Why aren't we playing it tonight? Should we? I could play it tonight. I could, yeah. I could play it. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that'll happen. Uh okay. none of you are invited to it. Sorry, but hey, we'll see you next time on One Upsmanship. Bye. Bye. Work complete. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. 
We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone.